welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Samson Davis. Uh, sure. That's all you got for me? That's all I got. Thursdays are hard, all right? I got a lot of shit to do. Alex Finn. Listen, Samson just got the magic amnesia lightning. <laughs> it happens. And Stace Babcock. Oh, shit. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's that big, uh, big second episode energy yeah. here today. Yeah, that's for sure. I can only assume that everybody sounds a little distracted because they've been fondling dice. In my mouth. <laughs> that's okay. That's called gargling when it's with your mouth. Anyway, if you want to no. do whatever you need to do with uh, these dice, <laughs> how about you get a nice pair of your own? <laughs> Go to Die Hard Dice. Uh, they have a lot of really cool dice there. They got metal stuff. They got acrylic stuff, all in pretty colors. They got some dice that are like on purpose, like they don't like color in the numbers and stuff. So you can like kind of add your own little flair mm-hmm. to them. That's cool. They also have some tarot stuff now, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And when this comes out, I don't even know what kind of cool shit they'll have, but it'll probably be worth taking a look. And if you do buy stuff from them at checkout, you should use our code Explorers One and get 10% off your order or some other percentage if they change it. Cause those fools can't predict the future, or we can't. One of us is a fool who can't mm-hmm. predict the future. Anyway, Explorers wanted a checkout. Get some dice to use. Dan, can we start the episode now? Okay. <laughs> Get your own dice to fondle. Die Hard Dice, thanks for supporting the show. <laughs> thanks for dealing with us. <laughs> who remembers what happened last time? I am going to pick on Stace. All right. No shit. There we were. In the fucking... Guardian safe house, getting interrogated by the auditor. Chacha was excluded, so it was just Dilly and Nix. And it was actually like a really pleasant sort of short conversation, right? Like, No, it was like an hour long. Well, I mean, once we got to Dr. Oz, but like initially. Yeah, initially. It was- yeah. All because you guys had nailed your proctor meetings. If you hadn't nailed your proctor meetings, it would have been very bad. The auditor was like, you guys like sure, sure, like sure, sure about Chacha. And Nix and Dilly were like, yeah, of course, would be a wonderful guardian. I think the actual question was, do you think that extending another invitation to Chacha is wise or something like that? And like compared to the alternative, uh, yes, <laughs> most definitely. Mm-hmm. And then uh, towards the end of the conversation, the auditors all like, what do you guys think of race? No, specifically you, Dilly. We don't care about Nix's opinion. And Dilly was like, needs therapy and supervision. Which is, like, got to be at the top of our list, right? Is to, like, find, raise someone to talk to. That's not us. That's not us. Correct. Is the thing. Anybody but us. He's got cha-cha down. God help us all. Well, I mean, not, we're not saying we're going to give race a silent treatment. I'm just saying, like, as his new supervisors, <laughs> we should care for him and find him the resources that he needs. So the auditor was like, great that you think that race means well and needs close supervision, because guess what? Race is going to be traveling with you. And then Dilly really, really tried to wiggle out of it, like, real hard. <laughs> and was unsuccessful. So then while that was happening, Race goes over to see Cha-Cha and immediately proves his value to the team by being like, hey, let me scan that bracelet you got there. Oh, guess what? It has a key that's extra dimensional, but also findable in some way. And so it's like, oh, okay, so 
We don't have to cut off Cha-Cha's incorporeal arm. So that's nice. Cha-Cha gave Ray some sage advice about rocks and treating Aster like a person. After that, or kind of simultaneous to that, the auditor was like, your mission is to go and take care of Buddy Cop. And Nix clarified that that meant murder. And the auditor was like, well, it doesn't, like, mean murder, but it doesn't not mean murder. And what did Dilly ask? Dilly had, like, a last question. Oh, resources. We got a 4,000 shin budget. And the auditor was like, hey, if you want access to our resources, best not to have a contractor. So Dilly and Nix go back to Chacha and say, like, hey, you want to join up? And Chacha was like, why not? And we were like, good enough. And <laughs> so Nix went and broke the news to Ahani, who broke it to Nix that her fangs are sticking out more. And there was a little ceremony and Chacha swore in and the fire, which was summoned via some sort of Numenera device and password turned black. Black, black. turned black. Mm-hmm. Like Chacha's soul. Oh, yeah. Like the empty cavern that... That exists in Alex's soul? Yeah. <laughs> Once housed Chacha's soul. Oh, man. That's how I relate to my character. <laughs> Chacha's the BBEG role initiative. So, something else happened that you missed. Oh. That, uh, not story related, but it's a pretty important. Tear up. Tear up. Yeah. You yeah. guys all got five XP. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys want to know what I did? Hell yeah. All right. So, I still haven't picked my tear up skill. I think in tracking. But otherwise... When Nyx hit tier five, she got jump attack, which is exactly what it sounds like. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And stun attack, which is exactly what it sounds like. Hell yeah. Pretty dope. And Mm. then with the five additional XP, Nyx went ahead and gave herself one advancement to bump those pools up. Nice. And uh, just some little things. Nyx is now specialized in unarmed. And because you can trade one lower tier ability for another traded out obstacle running for capable warrior at fourth tier, which just is plus one damage. Mm. Yeah, I just found it wasn't using obstacle running that much. So, okay. For Deli's tier up, he now has the boost cipher function, which adds three levels to any cipher he's using. Ooh. That's going to be nice. Ooh. Terrifying image. Anybody in like long distance that I can see, I just like. I use, like, telepathy or something, and then I manifest their, like, innermost fear. And then they just have to deal with that. As far as I can tell, there's no explicit, like, number of people I can apply that to. It's just whoever I can see and want to terrify. For some people, it's going to be, like, clowns. And for others, it's going to be, like... Their mother. (laughs) Cha-cha. Their insignificance (laughs) in the face of the universe. (laughs) That one's going to get a bit weird. That one's going to be hard to look at. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the five XP I did take an advancement, I am now specialized in stealth. These illusions are getting nice. good. Finally. Mm. What about Cha-Cha? I think I'm going to hold it for now because I don't know what I want to do. Dust to dust. I mean, yeah, but I feel like I would abuse the shit out of that. Yeah. You were holding a literal nuke for a couple episodes and you didn't do anything with it. So I feel like. Yeah, but, like, do we need my touch-based interactions to be any more dangerous? Yes, yeah. Like, imagine that. Like, just mutating and turning in, just Thanos snapping people. Yeah, really kind of here for it. (laughs) I'll do it at the right time where I'm just like, bam. The language on it is specifically any object, right? It was not a person. But we all agreed that technically Hubert II doesn't count as a person because it's a robot. Robots aren't technically people. Technically. Wow. 
<laughs> if Astra could hear you now. Relentless Reaper is a different category to robot. I mean, um, isn't it like an automaton? Aren't we all just objects at the end of the day? I know. No, wait, that's <gasps> we- regressive. <laughs> Damn. If Nyx doesn't want to eat the body, then we can just dust the body. You could definitely dust the corpse. Hmm. Nyx almost always wants to eat the body. Nyx likes her sleepy naps. Nyx likes full pools. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. My God, you could teleport. Sorry, I'm looking at the thing. Man, nanos get the cool shit. Well, that's right. Yeah. Tier 5 nano, like, got some crazy shit that she could choose from. Tasha just appears, but, like, more so. <laughs> <laughs> so, the fire has just burned black. And there is much shock from the proctors and the caller at that. Chacha, you feel fine. The fire is still currently black. It hasn't faded back. So we're done now? Yeah? This is good? Yeah? Bahani's like, this is a problem. Is it a problem? And Mama J was like, this is unusual, yes. And uh, anybody who wants to can give me a perception roll of 12. Um, would my dark sight factor into this, or? No, because it's not really evening. Okay. Got a one. Oh, Josh, I got a one. Got a 20. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got a four. Okay. So, I'll tell you what Nick sees, and then you can propose a major effect. Nick, you notice on your arm where the mark was, your skin there is darkening to a charcoal gray. I think that for the major effect, I would like Nyx's initial instinct, which would be to absolutely just stomp out the fire slash the cipher that is generating the the summoning the fire and just like stamp it out with her synthetic leg. And I would like that to be helpful (laughs) for my major effect. Okay. So you go to stamp out the fire and for a moment, it kind of rises up to meet your synth leg. And because this is from a major effect, you manage to inadvertently essentially hit the off switch on the cipher with your first stomp down. Oh, nice. Which is good because the jade diodes in your leg flash green, then black, then green again. And you notice that there is some definitely scorch marks on the foot. Like the fire, even though it wasn't radiating more heat than a normal fire... It was much hotter. You think that if you hadn't done that, it could have possibly like slagged part of your leg. Woo! And Cha Cha, you rolled a natural one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fire starts up again. Poke myself in the eye. Cha Cha falls unconscious. Fair. Uh, uh, Fair. And it's a good thing Nick's put out the fire because Cha Cha falls unconscious forward, and her head hits the ground just inches away from where the fire was. Dilly will go over to Cha Cha and resuscitate. Observe. Yeah, so Cha-Cha is six might points down, and there is blood coming out of her ears. Oh, this is bad. Purple blood, of course. Uh, is one of you a doctor or something, or good at fixing meat? Eltheus comes over to check Cha-Cha, and meanwhile, Mama J is looking in shock at her own arm, as it also turns charcoal gray there. Daily, I think we'll look at his arm and probably see the same thing. Yep, it's charcoal gray on your arm. It looks like the, like, still warm, but not, like, not red, but that those gray embers in a fire. Mm-hmm. Cha-Cha, you are unconscious, and 
you feel like you are falling. I hate that dream. Yeah, you didn't feel yourself hit the ground. You remember that you were passing out and falling, and now you are falling and falling, and you never hit anything, but you suddenly get to a sense of like, you're not sure if you're still falling anymore. There's no sensation of wind. It's like you've become adapted to it and very dark where you are, but you see something moving along the shadows there. Something that moves on four legs, about the size of a, a sesky, but definitely not a sesky. It's the wrong profile. Chat checks yourself for weapons. You have everything on you, except the thing you notice is that when you try to pull things out of your pocket, they don't move. It's like they're not real. They're like representations. Chat just going to try and mentally summon it to her hand. It appears in your hand. And then the figure moves closer and you recognize it as that strange extra-dimensional quadruped that you encountered near the grove so long ago. <gasps> it's our adoptive owner? Chacha puts away the gun. Okay. It kind of moves closer to you and looks up at you. And again, it doesn't make any sounds or anything like that, but it seems very intent on you. Chacha, like, is internally debating if she opens her arm for a hug because, like, it might be weird now. Like, one arm's not really there, and, like, the other one might mm -hmm. be dangerous. And so she's, like, doing that, <sighs> you know, that awkward you're, when you're not sure if you're going to hug somebody or not moment? Yeah. So this figure kind of comes up to you, and they lift up one great paw and place it on your shoulder. And then it leans its neck forward and just ever so gently rubs the side of its face against your hair. That just kind of leans into it. So it does that for a little bit, and then it perks up, and it starts dashing off into the shadows. And it's at that point you notice from another direction, two glowing purple eyes slowly getting closer. I think Chacha's gonna follow the X-Gen. Okay. So you try to follow the X-Gen, and the purple eyes seem to be following, but they're not able to keep up with you. You catch up to the Exgen, and it kind of motions towards a strange opening in the darkness that kind of looks like a slightly lighter shade of dark. Don't know what to do. Bone a friend? You're all alone. I know. I'm just like, um... Okay, so running's not helping, for once. But I really don't want to embrace the eyes, just saying. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I guess keep running. Let's just do what adults do and run away from our problems. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so you're going through this opening that the X-Gen is motioning towards? Yes. Okay, so you go through that opening, and once again, you're in that weird plane where that creature is from, and... The creature follows you in, and you can see behind you the purple eyes approaching, and then the exogen makes a little, like, huff sound, and that portal closes. Dilly and Nyx. Chacha is beginning to fade away. She is becoming translucent, as if she is disappearing. Ah, uh, fuck, 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 uh... What, 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 uh... Somebody help her! Kelsey's just like, I'm trying. I can't. 
I can't touch her. My hands keep going through her. Do I have anything? Next uses jump attack. <laughs> <laughs> Dilly just watches helplessly. Race, got any ideas? Race is not with you guys at the fire. He was not part of this process. Mm, kind of weird race didn't come. Except as she's like waving her hand through Chacha. Already letting us down. <laughs> Dilly. Hi. In your head, you hear, need a hand? Dilly takes a couple steps back and says, what can you do? What can you do right now? Be very explicit. And Dilly will actually then manifest like a little shade sprite in his hand so that everyone can hear what Aster says. Mm. You don't want her to go, do you? No, but what what can you do? I can either do it or I can explain it and it will be too late. <sighs> Fuck. All right. Everyone stay on your toes. Dilly takes a step back mentally. Hey, Dilly's form erupts in shadow. And you guys see Dilly take a couple steps forward, and then one of his arms just lashes out quickly, grabbing at the phantom Cha-Cha's shoulder. Cha-Cha, you are in this strange plane with the exogen, and it seems to be kind of like looking at you, sniffing, and then seems to be wandering off. Like, it seems to be like trying to lead you somewhere, and then you feel this strong hand suddenly slam onto your shoulder and yank you backwards and then you are on the ground in the safe house area in front of the fire and Dilly Astor has his hand on your shoulder and then lets go and stands back up that is a strong spirit hand and Dilly Astor just nods slowly and then the shadow dissipates and it's just Dilly again okay everyone's in one piece everyone's back cha-cha hi how are you where, what, what the fuck? I don't know. I went to like an interdimensional place and our friend was there. It was kind of nice. W- which friend? You know, back in the forest, that um, ex-genius. Ex-genius? You know, the thing that tried to steal me that one time. Oh, yeah, Dilly, when you built the cart, remember? Like. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, the... Horrible. The X-Gen wasn't horrible. I'm talking about that one cipher that made the trees grow through people. Oh, the statues. Yeah. Okay. Well, how is it? How's it How's it doing? Seems pretty good. Okay. Do you know what happened? Do you know why you passed out and went to not here? Oh, that wasn't supposed to happen? Because I just assumed it was part of the ceremony. Because I haven't done this before. That was, yeah, not normal. Um... At this point, Race comes running out of his cabin like, oh my god, what's happened to my, my arm? The mark! The mark! It's changed colors. I can see it. Oh, shit. Um, where is the fire? Like, not this one, but, like, everyone's been talking about the fire. So, is there, like, a source? Is there, like, a center? Oryx kind of frowns and says, only the auditors know where the central fire is. They're part of it, in a way. Oh, we should probably find Harriton then. Ahani snorts and says, good luck with that. If this, and Dilly indicates his forearm, if this is happening to us and the auditors are part of the fire, then he's probably in trouble. So even if it's nearly impossible, we should definitely try. You're right. It's just auditors. <gasps> auditors are called. We're not really sure where they come from, but we could try to catch up with them. Uh, okay. Well, all right. Let's give it a shot. All right. I do remember he went that way to like rest, if that means anything to anybody. It doesn't, but. At least we've got a direction. And Merrick is currently helping Mama J kind of steady herself. 
And Merrick says, okay, you guys go try to catch up with Harriton. Take Grace with you. See what you can do. We've got to scrub the site. We'll see if we can get another fire going to try to summon an auditor. Maybe it'll be Harriton. Maybe it'll be somebody else. But maybe they'll at least be able to answer the questions if you can't get up to Harriton in time. All right. Dilly takes a deep breath, and I'm just going to roll a quick little action thing. A little uh, recovery roll, because I'm low. Mm -hmm. And then we run off. Also, yeah, is it kind of implied that this is where we're splitting up and doing our own thing now? Yes. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Just because. I don't know if Cha-Cha would really have enough pieces to put this together yet. Necessarily, she might, but <laughs> definitely Nix and Dilly. If you could give me an intellect roll like understanding Numenera or something like that of 15. <laughs> That's a six for Dilly with all his stuff. 11. And an 18 for Nyx, which is what she needed with her inability. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it occurs to you guys that you're not sure how widespread this problem is, but if the marks are changing color, if it is more widespread, this is a secret organization that now all has a physical mark on them identifying. Oh, yeah, I think Delhi is now under the assumption that this is affecting all the Guardians everywhere. That's why he wants to find the source, if there is a source of the fire, because mm -hmm. that probably needs to be addressed. Okay, so you guys go running off in the direction of Periton, right? Yes. Race, uh, you're with us, yeah? You know that? Yep, I'm, I'm coming, and he starts running. He's doing a good job. He's keeping up with you, Nix. So uh, you traveled with the auditor for a while. So any idea where any idea where uh, he might he might be? <laughs> you having a casual conversation while you're running? I mean, Nick's totally would be. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. They. I just walked with him for a, a while. I didn't. He mostly asked me questions. On brand for sure. Dilly saw the auditor vanish, right? It, or like walk off. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know the direction that. He went. Is there any evidence of a path or direction? Well, he wasn't following any sort of path. I mean, I guess you guys could slow down if you want to try to look for signs of travel. Yeah, because... I mean, that would be some sort of perceptive role or tracking role or anything like that. Maybe a tracking role? Yeah, that would probably be a 12. Nice, so nine. Six. Yeah. No idea. Back to running, I guess. Okay. Oh, we should spread out a little bit. Actually, no. Race is going to help Aww. you with that. Nice. Which makes it a six. Race is, so you're about to give up, and then Race points out, like, oh, no, wait a second. I see something there. It looks like a little wrapper. Herodin's really fond of sweets. <laughs> important. Yeah, next we'll pick up the wrapper. And look for look for more of them mm -hmm. in in the direction it seems to be going. I can't believe uh, an auditor is a litter bug, but well, I mean, I guess <laughs> Ray says like I'm not going to try to provoke him by calling him out on it. That's fair. Uh, I have to find him anyway, right? Before we can uh, call him out on anything. So mm -hmm. we're off. <laughs> okay, so you guys run for what feels like two hours. Uh, poor, poor, poor uh, Dilly. Uh, no, Dilly's, Dilly had a little boost to his might. Two hours, though, is yeah. still a lot, though. So, damn. Yeah. For Dilly, I think with running, it's more psychological at this point now. Cardio is the devil. So, yeah. Yeah. Cha-cha. Mm -hmm. 
or not Cha-Cha, but Alex, the real person. Prove it. What? I'm a real person? If you could roll me D100. 93. 93. And roll one more time for me. 67. Oh, so close. I know. I was like, God damn it. If only it was nice. So you guys catch up with Harriton. Harriton is currently lying on the ground, moaning. And you can see why when you get up close to him, his head has caved in. Not like he was hit with a blow, but like it's been reformed, pushing in. One of his eyes has burst. It's like it swelled to twice its size and then burst open. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, oh, fuck. If this is widespread. Oh, man. All right. Uh, 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 All right. So, Chasha, we will probably have to talk to another auditor after this. And somebody said this was a once in a lifetime. <laughs> once in, like, most people's lifetimes. Mm. Also, we could have died by now. Like, that was, it's never an indistinct possibility. I'm just saying. In fact, we could die before the second auditor, like, ever got here. So it's still up in the air, Chasha, really. Dilly, you right? What? Oh, no, I'm not great. This is bad. Delia's trying to help Harriton sit up, or at least try to get him more comfortable. He's moaning and in pain, and so he's sort of, like, lashing out with his arms because he doesn't know if you're a threat or not. No, no, Harriton, it's us, it's us. Okay, we're fine. Everything's, uh, well, uh, you're here. You're okay. Yay. The embers, the, the embers, they're going out. I, uh, shit. Fuck. Damn it. Totally called it. Damn it. It's okay, we're gonna bring him right back. Gonna set that thing on fire, and it's gonna burn so good. Nyx will scoop up Harrison up and start lightly jogging the 8 to 12 miles back to the safe house. Yeah, so you start doing that. Meanwhile, Harrison in your arms is just moaning and saying, the embers, the embers, they're going out. And you notice that his other eye is beginning to swell as well. Nyx will put some pep in her step. Even if she's, like, outstripping the rest of the group. Okay. So, give me a running roll of 18. Would you consider this might or speed? It'd be might, for sure. Two free levels of effort. That's a 12. And I'll spend two additional levels of might effort to make it a 6. Mm-hmm. 11. Okay. So, you do outpace most of the group. And you get back to the safe house, and Harrison is still moaning. Corex is probably the first person that spots you and comes running over, and it's like, what, what, what's wrong? What happened? And Harrison is just moaning again and again. The embers, they're dying. Found Harrison like this in the woods. And it's at this moment that Harrison's other swollen eye pops. <laughs> the cross! Splashing humor jelly <laughs> all over Nix's shirt. Uh, this was my second cleanest shirt. Chacha just kind of... Wait, is that one of her thing? Yeah, she can hedge magic and she just hedge, waves her hedge magic hand. Mm-hmm. Make it look a little more presentable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or to clean it off of Nix, is that what you're doing? Clean it off of Nix. Yeah, well, that means you taste it. Sorry. Yeah, what does it taste like? <laughs> a little salty. Yeah. Remember I had to dissect a cow eye once in biology class, and it was very unnerving because it still smelled like beef. Oh. Um, I'm just thinking of um, that one issue of Sandman where uh, 
Not Delight. What's her name? Despair, where she's doing that with her eye, where she sticks the hook in her eye. No, no, not Despair. Uh, dementia? No. Delirium? Delirium. Delirium is like wandering, trying to remember what the inside of uh, the eye is called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so of course, is, the embers are dying. And at this point, Harriton is just screaming in pain. I mean, I would. <laughs> Should I knock, knock Harriton out or. That's not safe. Um, you want to give him a concussion? Where's the doctor? Where's the doctor? Delicum's running up. Ahani comes running over with a cloth and smacks it against Harriton's face. And she looks at Nix and she's like, hold your breath. <laughs> Nix takes it. She goes, <gasps> and holds her breath. Okay, so Nix, you're going to have an asset on this because of your venomous nature. Give me a 15 might defense roll. Be nine, because Nix is Nix. Mm-hmm. Eleven. Okay. You manage not to pass out from the smell of this stuff, but Harriton passes out immediately. <laughs> good. Yeah, good. Uh, should I put him on a bed or... Quarks is like, yeah, we should. And Ahani's just like, what the hell did you guys do now? Wow. So, like, first of all, us guys, like, we're all in this together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take him over to that cabin. And she motions the same cabin that Prentice's body is in. And she's like, shit, we haven't done the burial for Prentice yet. There's two beds in there. We'll have to figure out what to do from there. So, yep, Nix will we'll deposit Harriton in that bed, the empty bed. Mm -hmm. There is Prentice's body there, and it is covered in a sheet. There is a faint blood stain where underneath the sheet her right arm would be. Do you want us to stay and help with this, or should we, like, go do the buddy cap thing? Ahani's like, I, I don't know. Too much is happening. And it's at this point, Harriton starts seizing in his unconsciousness, and those devices that are implanted in his arm start lighting up different colors. Oh, Nick will reach back and, like, heavily place one hand on Race's shoulder and, like, draw Race forward. Like, All right, you're up. Get in there. Okay. Oh, I guess I can try to scan him. Yeah. So Race narrows his eyes and concentrates, and again, those little metal wires through his skin kind of glow faintly, and he looks at him, and he says, God... He's, he's dying. It's like it's like his body's turned against itself. And he points to Harriton's left arm, where you can see the flesh swelling and some of those Numenera devices, like, rising to the surface and popping out, leaving strange, bloody sockets as these devices fall to the ground and their light goes dead. And that's for well in this episode. Oh, oh my God. Nice. Very nice. Ooh. Short one today. It is short, but it was the spot to mm -hmm. end it. Mm -hmm. So, Samson, something about this episode. Aster was cool. That was cool. That was cool. Aster didn't do it, pull any bullshit. He was helpful. Mm -hmm. And also, our ex gen friend came back. That was nice to, to see them. That was nice. That was a nice nod to season one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, more might have happened with the exogen, but Aster pulled Cha-Cha back, which is both good and mm. bad. Yeah, I, Samson, wanted to let Cha-Cha do her thing in whatever odyssey she was in, but Dilly would have done what he could. Mm -hmm. It's fair. 
Yeah. And Cha-Cha did make a choice to go with the Exogen, which has impact. Ooh. Just maybe not right now. I say, choices don't um, have consequences. Why are you lying to the listener? <laughs> it's freedom of non-consequences. <laughs> what? That's the perk I took. I'm tearing up, and the perk is no consequences. <laughs> <laughs> Screw dust to dust. I'm going no consequences. So, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener in XP, to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Stace's turn. Stace, what would you offer our listeners in XP to check out? I would recommend, or wait, what am I doing? I'm not recommending XP. I'm giving XP to our listeners to check out <laughs> The Collapsing Empire by John Scalzi. Mm. John Scalzi is probably like most famous for his Old Man's War series. This is unrelated from that universe. And it is what I really enjoyed about it was like not only were the two like protagonists women Ooh. and quite powerful women, so were the the main baddies. So it was like like all the power players were women, which was cool. I mean the the title gives you a, a hint, you know, it's called the Collapsing Empire, and they're Basically, you know, faster than light travel in this universe is achieved through stable wormholes that just so happen to have like exits and entrances in these, although the exits and entrances are technically like not related to each other. But so there are like multiple avenues of travel between these wormholes and where they end up. And for the most part, they don't end up at inhabitable planets. You know, so there are a lot of space stations and, and like asteroid platforms and things like that, or, you know, underground, you know, kind of like if you're on the moon, right? So like underground or dome type of habitats on the surface of really uninhabitable planets. And it's pretty cool because one, I think that's a little bit more realistic than just like all these wormholes just so happen to go to totally inhabitable planets. And two, there is one habitable planet that becomes very important very early to the plot because as these wormholes collapse, both the good guys and the bad guys end up having knowledge around this collapse and how they act on it just drives the plot of the entire book. So you have on one side, the main characters are the Imperox. Her name is Cardinia. Her like reign name is Grayland. She's sort of thrust into the role unexpectedly and she's trying to figure things out. So she's one of the protagonists. And then Lady Kiva is the other protagonist. She's like, from one of the guild houses, which are basically the nobility, and all these guilds have monopolies. So basically, like, her house, I think, is citrus fruit. So any sort of trade in, like, seeds or juice or, like, pulp all has to go through her house and is essentially taxed by her house. And that's how they're all set up. And just gets deeper. Like, you learn more and more about the universe and the origins of the universe. Or not the universe, but the society and it's really interesting. And I'm, of course, running into the issues where I don't want to give any spoilers, but mm -hmm. uh, I would say the Imperox is like much more rational and tries to think things through. And then Lady Kiva is just like foul mouthed, makes everybody mad, generally threatens people, you know, as, as like a first instinct. Yeah. And it's actually a series of three books, which I've read all three. It was very satisfying. The Collapsing Empire is the first book. If you like Character-driven space operas, I highly recommend it. If you like politics and intrigue, assassination attempts, capitalism run wild, <laughs> maybe nobody likes that, but, you know, it's there. <laughs> Check out this book series and then come and talk to me about it. So that is The Collapsing Empire, part of the Interdependency series by John Scalzi. Mm. Very cool. 
If our listeners wanted to tell us about their experience reading the Interdependency series or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Shit, dude, just fucking come to our website, explorerswanted.fm. From there, you can find our socials. On Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. You can also tell Stace directly about your experience reading this book on our Discord. We have a whole channel all about books. And our Discord is at explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Also, if you feel the need to support us financially, we have Patreon, patreon.com slash Explorers Wanted. Also, you could use our Dicephilia code Explorers Wanted at checkout and get 10% off your order from Die Hard Dice. That is also an option. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> and if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. I say it every week, but it really is the best thing that you could do for us is to tell a friend and tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing is to leave us a five-star review in a podcast directory, like Apple Podcasts or Podchase or anything like that. And we've got about 21 reviews now across all the services. We would love some more, so please do. If you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was bad, well, do you ever just stare at your face in the mirror for so long that it doesn't make sense anymore? Like all the individual parts, your nose, your lips, your eyes, they're all clear, but the whole just seems wrong. Try it now. Head to your nearest mirror and look closely. Take your time. You can pause this if you want. I'll wait. Now, do you see what I mean? How the parts don't seem to fit together? Now lean in a bit. There. Can you see them? Can you see the seams? They make the most intricate pattern. In fact, once you see them, you'll find it hard not to prod at them. It's human nature. Our curiosity always gets the better of us, and eventually, you too will need to know what's underneath. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. Uh, this has been one of those weeks when those damn outros just sit a little too close to home. I'm at Slam Potato. This is why you need lightning amnesia. Just saying. It's very convenient. <laughs> I'm Real to Unicorn on Twitter and Tea with the Unicorn on Twitch. Woo! <laughs> and that's it for us. We will be back next week, assuming that our lightning amnesia doesn't cause those problems with remembering to record, as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.